It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, back again, we have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Hey, John, Aaron? what's going on, man? I'm uh, glad to be back for the new season. Sorry about uh, missing out on the opener. You know, it's like uh, it's like getting suspended uh, for the first game <laughs> for something I did last season or something like that. Right. Like you had... Uh... Like, like you, you, you reached a red card or something like that, and now you had to sit and you had to come back in in the middle of this. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. Met my quota of bad takes or preposterous takes or something like that, yeah. That was the only soccer reference we've made in a long time, so maybe, What's soccer? maybe ever. Uh, yeah, it's the thing Ted Lasso was coaching, which proves that American football coaches are better. That's not yeah, what it Ted, proves. I Ted don't know. Lasso might still be coaching, but that guy from the U.S. women's team isn't anymore. hey no. No, that was it was going to happen. They had a bunch of uh, you know younger people on that team, and it's hard putting together the national team because all those women play professionally against each other somewhere else. So right, you're, you're trying to pull together a group that hasn't played together a lot and make them into something. I get it; it's rough. I'd like to have seen them win. I watched their games. I watched them all. Uh, just didn't go all right. But uh, we'll remind everybody that you can find us on X. Which, by the way, is still at twitter.com. At twitter.com, yes. Uh, yeah, so you can Cause, find... Because I'm sure x.com has been... <laughs> whoever, someone's holding on to x.com for probably about 500 million I think if you, you know look that, at right? it, it quickly says x.com and then moves to that. So I think it's one of those ones where it moves from one to the other kind of things. So okay. um, we'll remind you that we are on Twitter. At uh, Scotty Johnny Pod, you can find me at Not So Humble Host. I'll remind you also that we have the Mastodon Scotty at Scotty Johnny Pod at Mastodon Social, as well as oh, I'm trying to remember my one there. I think mine's just uh, no, that's just wine for me and the podcast. I have a fun new one to add, but I'll let Aaron tell you what his Twitter handle is first. Go ahead, Do man. I need to get on Mastodon? Because I I was not one of the ones who jumped on Threads. Thank you very much. But no, you either. can find me. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Twitter X X Twitter Twitter Twixer Twixer sure Twixer, Twixer. at Cheddar Talk John at Cheddar Talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing new really. I'm still have the same amount of followers I did last week. I haven't made a push to get more recently. Uh, the Russian bots seem to be slowing down though, so <laughs> that's good. However, the people who want you to get on their OnlyFans account um, uh, have been hitting my account in droves. But uh, Doing hard, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll yeah. tell people now, too, that you can also now find me at jebarnett.bsky.social. I am now on Blue Sky. Uh, which what is, is that? Ooh, it is a by invite only. I happen to have some friends who had extra invites which you earn by being in there long enough that you can get invites. So I don't have any for you. And I'll be clear, you are not number one on my list, Aaron, and I apologize. I was going to say, that'd be a waste of time. Do they just want a whole bunch of memes and uh, fart jokes? No, I it's mean, kind of fun. I... And we talk about afterwards, but the biggest thing is you can pick your own algorithms to a certain degree. You can pick your own way of doing it. So it, it gets rid of a lot of the other kind of forced advertising type things in there and works a uh, you know, a cleaner feed for the most part. It's a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it so well, far. Now I feel like I'm the outside. Well, first, I, this yeah. is the first I've ever heard of this, but yep. now I feel like I'm on the outside looking in. So far, yes, but we'll get you I'm there. Just, Aaron. Who's number one on the list then? <laughs> Tell me. Well, my wife. Um, oh, well, yeah. Okay, well, sorry. Yeah. I mean, you weren't winning that one. No, sorry. Yeah, I, no. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's get rolling right away because we say, have plenty to talk Dan, about. I would have been really mad. Oof, that'd be a fun fight. I'll make the two of you fight for it. That'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Just make it the winner of our fantasy football league. You nice. get the invite to play nice. this guy. Well, let's get started with a segment of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. 
so main event is we have another Packers preseason game. This is, I mean, like we talk about, our our season starts when Packers season gets going. So this is season six, episode two, and we are talking Packers, which ended in a very weird way this week. Odd, yeah. Um, I mean, th- thankfully, it sounds like um, like he was you know, for those who didn't watch it for whatever reason. And I know there are those weird people who are like, uh, I didn't want to have to, you know. The preseason's stupid, and I don't care to watch it, and which reminds me that they don't care that much about it, and they're just watching for the final score because right. you and I watch the preseason because we want to see who all the backups are on this team. We want right. to see how the line rounds out and what this receiver battle is going to look like, and we'll get into all that. But, yeah, yeah ends- and, and, and especially in this year when, you know, we have a – uh, not a rookie quarterback, but a first-time quarterback with a wide receiver room that has nobody older than two years, and two rookie wide, two rookie tight ends. You know, they're playing. Like we got to see if any of it's working. Like even if they're playing against backups from the other teams, like this has been the most consequential preseason in a long time. Like I mean, it knows nothing. It means nothing, but I mean, it's the first time that we're seeing these guys work together. And yeah, and when Lafleur was questioned about putting uh, Love out this week, he said yes because they need all the reps possible. So that makes yeah. that's what makes this preseason very relevant. Sorry, I know I'm kind of stepping no, that's out of exactly the lead right. there, but stepping out your touchdown call. But go ahead. You're exactly right. But yeah, the the way this game ends, uh, again, like if anyone didn't watch this, uh, Isaiah Bolden gets injured. Uh, cornerback for the uh, the Patriots gets injured. And is down, and it's a little scary. And apparently the Patriots were shaken up enough by it that they didn't want to continue playing, and the Packers were completely understanding of this. Um, if this were, to be clear, a regular season game, I mean, and they tried to end like that on this, uh, I would, you know, with the Packers driving and about to take the lead, I would definitely have said that uh, Belichick planned it. But, I, you know, he didn't. This guy got hurt. He was in the hospital overnight and was released in the morning. Sounds like, you know, he got through observation. Everything was fine. He had movement in his extremities right away. So we're very happy that he appears to be at least on the mend and appears like, you know, he'll be playing soon. He didn't have anything like, you know, like Hamlin last year. Okay. It's nothing like that, but it's a preseason thing where it's important that you see these things and get these reps. Um, the people most hurt are those couple guys really towards the bottom end of the roster. Um, you know, Levitt didn't get to play really, but he's going to be a special teamer. And we know that. Magoo, I don't think, has a shot at making this team from what I've seen. And he didn't play it down. Uh, so, yeah, it was it, it, it was what it was. And, and we're glad everybody's at least looks like they're going to be healthy for this one. So that's you know that's the main part. Hurt, you, know, you know who was most hurt by that was the Packers television network. They used to have four preseason games a year. And now they only have three. And then they lost all the advertising in the last part of the fourth quarter. So... That's what happened from that. That's who got hurt the worst by the whole thing. But either way. Yeah. Well, Isaiah Bolden got hurt the worst to be. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You yeah, meant that. I know. But sorry. Sorry. Yes, I get you it. did. You did mean I, that. Don't anybody, you know, hey. go after Aaron. He obviously meant that. And he said, among the other things, right. players in hey. terms of their non-physical injury stuff, the people who had chances. Yeah. And not to take away from it real quick, but maybe we can come back to this later. But the NFL has to address this, too, that that between the Hamlin thing last year and this thing with Bolden, even those preseason, like if this is how it's going to be now that if someone goes down with a really bad injury and they decide they're going to call the game, yeah, um, they, they need to figure out what they're going to do. I think this is that, one where, cause that almost, cause that almost had huge playoff implications last year, but either right. way. So, I mean, this would never have been a thing in the old times, even, I mean, we watched as kids Chris Utley, Utley land on his head and become paralyzed from the neck down. Dennis and they Bird. Played, and they played yeah. the rest of that game. Yeah, Dennis Bird, he he was paralyzed yeah. too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the big thing is I think they would have played this had it been a regular season game. I think they would Are have you finished. Sure? I don't know. I mean, maybe that's the thing. But either way, no, let's let's continue on. Sorry. That was, yeah. I said let's discuss it later. Let's talk more about uh, the cut, what the cuts and people who are going right. to be Sorry about that. So, yeah, here's, here's where we are. And I just try to. Look at some of this. Like I said, Magoo did not get to play, but from what I saw in camp and what I got to see in the little bit of the game he did play the first week, I just I don't see how he makes this team. I don't see the Packers going three deep, and uh, I just don't think he's really there. 
I think we're clear on that it's Watson. You can disagree with me on any of these. Watson, Dobbs, and, and Reed are locks. Well, Reed especially because you're not going to get rid of Reed. Yeah, so. I think right now Wicks, Dontavian Wicks, and Malik Heath are also locks because okay. they're getting so many looks. They're getting so many big plays. I think it's coming down to at this point um, – Bo Melton versus uh, Samari Toure, because I think they will keep six. Josh and I talked about this last week. I And we still thought it was Wicks and Heath and Melton and Toure for three spots. I think it is just Melton and Toure for what might be one spot. Uh, but we've seen Bo Melton doing kick coverage, punt coverage, but we've seen Samari Toure doing some kickoff returns. Obviously, he won't be doing that regular season, hopefully. They're just like... You know, we're not going to run Nixon back there. There's no reason for it. Uh, right. We know he's returning the kicks once once they start to matter. Well, it's, that's I mean, that's how you make the team if you're in that position, too. So, yeah, exactly. So yeah. he's either got to be a gunner on the punt team or returning something. Or I mean, I want to I want Ture to make the team. I think Ture's uh, uh, I think Ture's actually got the talent. But yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I think you're right, too. I think Ture has the inside edge on that. Uh, I think. I, I mean, he. I think he didn't. I think he has maybe enough in the bank from last year mm-hmm. as a rookie. As what he's seventh seventh round or undrafted seventh round last year, right? He was seventh round last year, correct? Seventh round last year, and he came in and did. I think just enough when he had to to show that he's. I mean, he might never be a one or a two, but he's going to no. be a serviceable uh, fourth, fifth wide receiver especially as young as he is, like, what else are you going to do? Like the next young, I mean, at least he's got a year of service. He kind of knows what's going on. Um, if he's returning stuff, if he's playing special teams, I'd give, I'd give the edge to him. But right. I mean, it's such a weird wide receiver room too, because like, you know, like there's not a single player in that receiver room who wasn't drafted this year or last year. Right. I mean, not Watson is, I mean, and as great as Watson was last year, do you think he can replicate it? I think he can. I mean, like, we're I mean, going to see once it gets going. He's got the speed and the ability. But um, Dobbs, too. Like, I honestly think, as you can tell during our fantasy football draft, I have more faith in Dobbs than I do in Watson. I really do. I think, I think especially Dobbs... in our in our half PPR, I think that, that that matters because I think he'll get more catches than Watson. Yeah, I, I think he'll get more catches. I think he's the better of the two. I really do. I, I'm... Watson is a freak. Don't get me wrong. That right. dude's got unmeasurable talent. Like he's unreal, unreal, mm-hmm. unreal, unreal. But I think Dobbs is honestly the better of the two wide receivers. And then, and then Jalen Reed, you know, he's going to be the slot. This is such a weird, I mean, it, and you listen to it like, so last week I was home and I, I, I always say, I don't want to bring this up, but so I was home last weekend. And so I was listening to K fan of <laughs> uh, the Twin Cities, yeah, yeah. where you, you listen from enemy territory. And so they had Tom Pelissero on there because Tom Pelissero started off at KFAN and in the Twin Cities. Well, actually, he started off in Green Bay originally. but yeah, yeah. And he was kind of breaking it down. He's like, nobody knows what to think about the Packers because uh, on offense, because outside of a good offensive line, except for some of the center problems. <clears throat> anyways, yeah. but like, they're like, what do you do with two tight ends? I mean, like, Aaron Jones is the only known commodity and, and AJ Dillon, who's still not even really a known commodity. You or, know, like, or at least he's not what you'd hope for as a commodity. I think you were thinking yeah. he's going to get you more, but he's kind of at this point, he's fairly known. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so. yeah. Yeah. And then we yeah, have the tight end play is going to be interesting. Musgrave um, got a lot of looks this last mm-hmm. game and that's encouraging. I always have concerns about, rookie tight ends and we're going to be starting two of them and then deguara right after that yeah uh, and austin allen who any badger fan will remember because he went off for i forget it, he had the greatest game he's ever played against wisconsin he had like 167 yards or some crazy thing he is six foot seven uh he's a baby giraffe basically mm-hmm. uh but yeah i still uh, uh, the biggest thing i take away from this game is i'm i'm a hundred percent in on jordan love uh, I thought nah. after that, the turnover, which was not his fault, uh, mm-hmm. because they even said after the game, apparently the reason Myers snapped the ball when he did, which was not on the snap count, is he thought the Patriots had jumped off sides. So you can do that snap, but you can't do it and be wrong 
because then the other team got the ball and quickly scored. Uh, the only thing their starting offense really did, oddly enough, but yeah, no, uh, that was that was a big no-no, and that wasn't his fault. And he Love immediately got back in and looked no worse off. He had no jitters. He came right back at it. Uh, that pass for the touchdown to Reed was great. It was spot on. Yeah, that, he that was cleared that was the like, linebacker. That, that was like, that was like someone who's been studying Aaron Rodgers for three years. Like, <laughs> right, literally play action, drop back, hand behind, ball behind his back, pull it up, bam, hit him right there, in a, and in a, an impossible position. Like they'll be like, oh, that's a third string D back. I don't care that third string D back. No, they played all their starters. He had him covered. And he was covered. Like, that was just a good thing. Same with earlier in the game when he threw that deep ball, maybe later. Which one was it? Which one? That, that was, that was on that play. It was just it was on the same drive, but it was earlier. The one to, earlier, to Dobbs. The long one to Dobbs. That was also a, a good – that was Dob, dropping it in a bucket. The only place well, where Dobbs could get it, you know? Like, that was too perfect – or not perfect. There's really quite good. Perfect. That ball should have been a little dial, deeper. Dial it back. Too, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Dobbs one should have been deeper, but it was still thrown in a place where the D back couldn't get it, and the D back right. had good coverage. And great play yeah, by I mean, Dobbs. Yeah, yeah. They, they were good looking throws. The throw to Reed was that was spectacular, and that was a good move by Reed to get into the end zone too. Yeah, because he was still out at like the ten yard line. Yeah, he with made a great turn. Got dude right. on his with the dude on his back. He cut hard and got into the end zone. Didn't have to slow down at all. Ball was perfectly placed for the most part yeah could have been slightly lower but man that was right where you wanted it um everything about that drive was great i mean dylan picking up the blitz just mm-hmm. like oh, just completely too, yeah. absorbed yeah. him and it was that was a great play after yeah, the touchdown. that was that was <laughs> as good that was as good as coon's uh coon's uh, uh john coon's uh block on, on the peppers uh, yeah <laughs> coming uh, across against the bears when he made the touchdown throw at the end to uh to cobb Cobb, thank you. Right yeah, past they're, uh... they're all jet. They're all jets now to me, so I don't care. <laughs> but, uh, but no, like Coon, right. Coon caught that dude from smashing Rogers, and that's the only reason why that play ever happened. If Coon wasn't there, and that was that play, Julius that, Peppers, that play too. never happens. And that was one of the biggest heartbreaking plays that Rogers ever made against. I, I my only prayer is that week one, there's some heartbreaking play where love just smashes the Bears' souls <laughs> right off the bat. Just. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah, no, he's looked really good, and his, I mean, and, and you know, it's everything preseason. You know, famously the the zero sixteen Lions went four and zero in their preseason, so you can't you know measure anything by it. But it looks good, and yeah, I mean, it's not about the wins; it's about what you saw in this. And I think that when the the play where they hit him late and he popped right up, I mean, that was. It wasn't full on Mahomes because Mahomes would have been yelling some incoherent nonsense. I mean, like now watching that quarterback show, he's, just, he's yelling just nothing, and they don't make any sense. And, and then he admits that he doesn't even remember what he's yelling. And I was like, "Wow, this is terrible!" <laughs> like, well, and, yeah. and you know what? If you want to talk about your first year quarterback, he's out there putting up, you know, a, a one twenty six um, passer rating, right? Ask the Titans what they're thinking about Will Levis right now. Or um, I'm trying to think of some of the other teams with young quarterbacks. That, Carolina's that like, got, yeah, a couple of them. Uh, C.J. Stroud has been okay, and he's got a good receiving core. Yeah, it's, he's been okay. I'm trying to think. There's another couple teams that had. Bryce Young's going in Carolina. Uh, I'm trying to think who the other guys. Brock Purdy is still going to be starting, and he's the second-year quarterback, I guess, at this point. Well, I mean, Arizona doesn't even know if they're going to have a starting quarterback. I mean, that team Arizona, is... Arizona went from one of the best teams in the league three years ago to the worst team in the league as fast as any team ever. They has. got maybe two NFL caliber starters. I, on I that mean, defense. Russ yeah. Wilson's out there playing thirty snaps a game because Sean Payton doesn't trust him, and his numbers aren't as good as Jordan Love's. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's it's not not to say that I mean, you, you would hope that your first year starting quarterback, no matter what state where he is at any point, whether he sat on the bench for a couple of years as a brand new quarterback, you would hope that his numbers would look like this in the preseason because that might translate to good numbers during the regular season. Yeah. Regular season. And, and so again, if you're do, I mean, if you do that doing excellent in the preseason, then you're in trouble. 
Right. You need somebody who does because they are playing against straight vanilla for the most part. There's been more blitzing in the last couple of years than I guess I'm used to seeing. Uh, the very first defensive play we had in the very first game was a blitz where we brought Keyshawn uh, Nixon off the edge. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, it's it's been good. He's looked confident. He's looked like a leader. The the, the entire offensive line jumped on that guy when they hit. Uh, hit him a little late, and he popped up all crazy like. And Runyon went to go just murder people. Oh God, I love God. Mm, God, just like his dad would. Yeah, it was just, it was the right like thing. His, to do. Dad. his dad was one of the. I mean, there's a reason why you remember his dad. Like, yeah. why would you remember a random New York Giants, New York Giants or Jets? Help me, Giants. Um, yeah, and he was with the Eagles for a bit too. Eagles. Either way, why would you remember? his dad unless he was one of the hard, hardest nose offensive linemen that you can remember and it's because of stuff like that good for him yeah but the other thing is too is besides him like clifford hasn't looked bad either i mean he's not nearly on the same plateau as love love looks like he needs to be a starting quarterback in the nfl but i've actually been pleasantly surprised by clifford so far so yeah i'll, I'll say i've been su- Presently surprised because I had very low expectations for Clifford. Yeah, I think he's looked high aspirations. Low aspirations. He's a will never be a starter, but upside is maybe Doug Peterson. You know, Mm -hmm. like good enough to stay in the NFL as a yeah. Ty Detmer is probably a better one. He's a technically proficient sort of guy. His ball placement will kill people. Um, It's not great, Um, and. His reads he, are his reads are okay, I guess. You know that he plays, he, but he also plays in an offense too, just like the San Francisco 49ers, who are hedging their bets on Brock Purdy, which has also proved to Jimmy Garoppolo before that 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 kind of offense you don't need the best quarterback to do it. That kind of offense is very, very nice to quarterbacks. Like, and that's why Jordan Love should excel because he's probably a, a good to better than good quarterback and so he'll be able to excel just fine and that's actually what kind of hurt Rodgers in the long run was that Rodgers wasn't running the offense Rodgers is still trying to do his own thing we've talked about this a million times on here but I mean Clifford as a rookie who's only got you know what three months under his belt like yeah he should probably be just fine so like if love had to go out for a little while or something like that if you can this is an offense that you should be able to game manage yeah, we're going to see the truest form of Lafleur's offense this year, right. and it's 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 a it's a game game management offense. But I will so, also say, anybody who is trying to pretend that he could be a QB one is lying to themselves. Oh yeah, no, you're one hundred percent correct. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that he'll be able to be a, right. a manageable backup. Right, I, I, we're on the because, same page. Because most yeah. of us, when he came out of the draft, were like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> right this is true this guy can't this guy can't tie his shoes yeah um the other thing for the people who get really amped on this is uh remember that he's actually older than jordan love too yes that's uh, so he's got all of those you know multiple things working against him on this but you know he's he he's he's a fine enough player he's a decent backup you know who I would have rather had, who I mocked in every one of my drafts, was Aiden O'Connell, and he has looked very good with Las Vegas. I would much rather have him, actually. Uh, but it, with the understanding that that is a consistent backup, always. Uh, let's so, move on to offensive line. I want I want to talk about this, too, because that's one of the other spots I think is very interesting. So what they went with this week was uh, – they had Rashid Walker at left tackle, then Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, and Tom. Um, and Walker held his own. That's a good defensive front. Mm-hmm. Um, they do generally generate good pass rush off the edges, and he held his own. Quite honestly, our backups right now are Rashid Walker and Yash Nyman. How long till we trade David Bakhtiari? Just, <laughs> just for a thought, because Nyman I- and Walker can play left. I don't know. I, I think it, I think it won't happen this year. I really don't. I think you're right. I, I just it would I, be I, nice. th- I think I think Bakhtiari is going to stick around this year because they 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 still got to get their money out of him mm-hmm. for number one. You know, he signed that big extension, and for someone who's a borderline Hall of Fame left tackle, yeah, um, 
down the road because he still has to prove it. I mean, he was on that trajectory, and uh, he is the most lovable left tackle in football, too. <laughs> um, I, I think Bakhtiari is not going anywhere, and he's fine with that. I really think he is. You know, everyone's like put so much stock in the fact that he is Aaron Rodgers' friend, and I think it really doesn't matter to him as much as everyone thinks it is. I think the problem is that everyone asks him about it, and that's part of the problem. Um, One of the things is there have been some reports that Jets were interested. The Jets line is terrible, and Rodgers is going to get hit a lot this year. Um, the the thing we've been talking, Acme Packing, quietly is uh, saying, well, let's trade him to the Chiefs. Uh, and maybe the first time that uh, Mahomes gets hit behind this offensive line that he's got, they might um, think about giving us a one. Uh, we're right. not gonna trade him well, for that, nothing because you got to get a that, bunch. That that I'd be much more inclined to do because otherwise, you know, I don't know what the Jets have left to give up. No, we'll they, take the they, rest they of their draft. They don't, they don't have anything left to give up. That's the yeah. other part of the problem. It's like the Jets don't have anything left to give up. Right. They, they've traded away most of it. Now, if you tell me that he's going to the Chiefs or another contender, sure, why not? Whatever, got it. You know, as long as the Packers are going with this youth movement, anyways. Um, but I think that this team is lacking veterans in a lot of places and there's not a lot left unless Bakhtiari is disgruntled behind closed doors and doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Um, which even I think he would even note at this point, isn't much of a rebuild because the defense is, was being rebuilt three years ago and is now fine and should be good this year. Um, depending on the coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, it's so, and Tom's look good. I mean, Rogers even called out last year that Tom looked good. Yeah. Uh, running, running is going to be, he's right where he needs to be, um, at right guard. And that was a hell, the heck of a pick pulling, getting him. And yeah, he was, a, he's not the tackle he was supposed to be, but he's going to be a good guard. Mm-hmm. Myers is a little problematic. Um, well, and that's where, Seeing that, Zach Tom playing center is an interesting idea. I don't know if that's something they can do. What do you quickly. do with Myers then? He goes because <laughs> he's he's had some problems in terms of his pass blocking this year uh, and last year, and so, that so, snap so, is bad. So I don't know. But but I mean, he so so you go from having a penciled in starting center to just cut. That really would make you believe that Bakhtiari is not going anywhere. Yeah. Then you're down. Then you're down to starter. Yeah. Then you're essentially getting rid of the two guys who are currently listed as your starting tackles. Because so, you're yeah. really putting Tom at center, who that's problematic too. Because how much center experience does he have? Yeah. Or I think he played put, guard or, or and put, tackle. Or you, or, you, or you put the greatest jackknife ever in offensive line history in Elton Jenkins at yeah. center, and then. You know, then you're still shuffling the line. I love him at guard, though. I want to keep him there. I mean, yeah, he's him next to Bakhtiari is a, a great one-two punch. But I mean, if you get rid of him, so so you put Tom there. I mean, and I guess Jenkins covers having Jenkins and run into either side. Yeah, helps. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you're. I, I think you're right a, at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's a puzzle, I guess. Like you know, yeah. Do you trade Bakhtiari? But if you're cutting Myers, then you're down a, a starter. Someone right. else is who who would be a backup is now going to be the starter, right? So yeah, and here's, I think you're entirely right. Obviously, I think is, is the big thing. I don't think they're going to move anything. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I think you're dead right <laughs> on this. What the Packers will do is keep Bakhtiari. I think they will keep Tom at right, and I think they'll be excited to have depth for the full season uh, with a young quarterback uh, having the depth of two. You know, basically, too deep at both tackles uh, with you know pretty sincere talent. Newman and Ryan aren't Newman. so great at guard, so the depth at guard isn't fantastic. And Jake Hansen just got hurt this last week, although we don't know how badly that yet. Um, so it might just be that what we look at here is, you know, the idea of saying. Maybe Bakhtiari, if you can get a good trade, only a good one. It has to be perfect because otherwise, why trade him? If you can get a one for him, move Nyman to left tackle. And if Tom were at center, you could put Rashid Walker at right tackle. And that's a pretty fantastic line. But then you suddenly have zero depth. Zero depth, yeah. Zero depth. And I don't think they want that. Nyman is is also 
a very interesting piece too in the fact that while being the best left tackle option that they have beyond Bakhtiari, yeah, you have the feeling that that guy could probably play anywhere on the line too if he had to. Maybe Except I think. For yeah, the, the guard, the guard and tackle play positions at least. So, I mean, we've never yeah. seen him at at the guard position, but he seems like he might be athletic enough that he could pull off something if he yeah. had to. So, he Caleb, does. He looks like a he looks like a robot. He's the skinniest tackle I've ever <laughs> seen in my life since the nineteen eighties. He's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Yash. I mean, if you go back to our, I mean, if you're if you're a sad enough soul to have to go back and listen to archives of podcasts. If you were to go back and listen, I have been a big Josh Nyman fan for probably two seasons now. Yep. So I, I think he's I think he's legit. And I mean, the Packers, that's what they do is draft. They, they draft well for linemen and they always have a stable of linemen. But this thing with Myers kind of bugs me because it's like it's, it's like the uh, uh, money ball bit where they're talking about putting Jason or whoever at first base. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like like. Tell him how easy that is. It's incredibly difficult. Like right. it's like, oh, you've been playing guard and tackle your whole life. All right, we're gonna make you the center. You're gonna call all the. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, center guard is easier. Tackle yeah. to something else is a little harder at times. But yeah, no, I get yeah. what you're saying with that too. Right. Uh, in terms of the defense, the defensive line yeah, is the that, biggest. That's thing. why I said, and that's why I said, as much as I love Elton Jenkins at left guard, mm-hmm. which is where he should be. Yeah. It's like I'd almost want him at center because he be the he might make the pro ball as a center yeah yeah but, no that's good yeah uh we got to see a lot of carl brooks uh colby wooden and jonathan ford in the game this week uh taking out essentially all the starters because uh, Devontae wyatt did get in a, a bunch with these groups um and, and slayton had a couple plays early but we saw a did, lot did of wyatt, colby did, wooden did, did wyatt look good by the way Wyatt's looked fairly good, actually, uh, when he's out I, there. I had, to, I had to listen to the game. I was up by at hometown, so by the Twin Cities, so I didn't get a chance to see the game. But anyways, go ahead. Who really Sorry. got me is Carl Brooks looks really good. Uh, Carl? He, he was pushing around all that backup defensive or backup offensive line. Uh, it's the kid out of uh, Bowling Green State, the Falcons, and uh, he looked very good. He had good hand movement. He was grabbing and moving people. Uh, looked just. He, he seriously looked like he belonged. A couple good pressures. If you remember the pick from last week uh, to Valentine, that happened because Carl Brooks is in his face making that throw go high because he can't step up and throw because he had pressure in his face. It was Carl mm-hmm. Brooks. Carl Brooks also had uh, had a sack called back because of defensive, uh, basically um, within the chuck zone. He, 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 can, he had illegal contact downfield, but that wasn't anything about Carl Brooks. I'm surprised – they were able to get an illegal contact because Brooks blew up that guard so quickly uh, that he was right in there immediately. Uh, and, yeah, he had a couple other plays. He did get another sack later. That one didn't count here, but the other one did. Uh, and Colby Wooden very much held his own. He didn't have any big splash plays, but um, he held his edge. He got good, decent bull rush pressure. Um, I, I know a lot of people are kind of down on that pick, but... I'm going to stick with, I think he has some ability and some skill here, and he could be interesting. Um, I don't think he's going to get a lot of playing time once the season starts, but I, I like him hanging around. Uh, he's got some stuff they can do with him. Uh, still, Enigbari gives us another great play out there, so I think yeah. it's going to be Smith and Enigbari until Rashawn Gary is entirely healthy. Uh, hey, get, yeah. Help me out, John. Where did Enigbari yeah. come from? Uh, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, Kingsley Inigbari, uh, 2022 fifth round pick, looked really good out there. Uh, who was the other? Um, um, Cox was the other guy out of Florida. Uh, he had one or two splash plays and a couple plays where he got completely sucked in. Uh, one of the other problems that we're noticing so far is just, I mean, everybody knew this was coming. We did not address the safety play enough. Uh, we went and got Jonathan Owens, and he's been okay. Uh, but Ford and Savage not filling properly on some of these um, uh, swoop and fill types of things. There's a couple different plays where wide receivers come in on the short side, uh, setting up outside runs where they come basically across the field to get the safety. And then, you know, essentially it's just running back on on a 
on a, a cornerback. And uh, cornerbacks got to get better coming up. I think that at this point, for sure, well, we've got Valentine's going to make this team at corner, Douglas, Jair, uh, Stokes, who's still injured, uh, Nixon. I think Jean Charles is gone. Uh, we'll have to just see, like, kind of who else falls in this little group here, though, because that's, so, that's so, so, five or so. So I had, I, I had a thought process about this one, too. Yeah, so if, right. this, if, if this Valentine kid is good enough and Stokes can get uninjured. Yeah. Um, There's your three cornerbacks. Chance yeah. that Rasul Douglas moves to safety. They keep talking about that, and... Um... You know, your boy, uh, you know, Joe Barry, he's not into it. He keeps saying he's never thought about it and he's never seen it, even though it, in fact, happened last year. <laughs> so the, right. Which just confirms that he has never watched his team play football, even from the booth where they're hiding him up now. He's the biggest liability to this team, honestly, this season. Because I think that the youth on this team is good enough. But when I watch them on film here, when I go back to the old 22 and everything, uh, I have concerns that Campbell and Walker don't have consistent reads, and I think it's what they're being coached to do. Like, um, there are a couple of plays where it's clear run read if you're reading a guard or a tackle, or you know, like if your run read is you know, if he steps in, I go. If he goes this way, I fill. If he comes this way, I pull with him. They're not doing some of those things. They're being very hesitant and waiting to see where the hole develops and then trying to move there. But by then, whoever was assigned to block them has found them. And right. that, that's a problem. They're not. What they need to do with these guys who are such good, quick twitch athletes is give them simple reads and let them attack right. or, or realize like pass block. I'm back, you know, something. Uh, give them a quick read and let them move. And I don't think that that's what Barry's telling him to do. It's obviously the vanilla part of the defense right now, but that's what he did all last year with these guys. These got two stud linebackers, probably the best. Linebacking duo we've had since I don't know. Brian uh, Noble and Johnny Holland. That was where I was going to go. I was going to think <laughs> of if it was going to be Nick Barnett and AJ Hawk. Ah, uh, Wayne Simmons and George Kuntz and uh, yeah, Wayne. No, Wayne Simmons was the outside backer, so it was Kuntz and it was. Well, they were playing a forty-three it? back then, so it was because uh, there was Brian Kuntz. Williams and Simmons and Kuntz. Kuntz, and, yeah, that uh, was a pretty good combo package. Yep. It, I people mean, forget how good Brian Williams was. Ninety-six defense in, at any juncture. To it, be people honest. forget how good Brian Williams was on that defense. He was incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, because I mean, I because the defensive line took all the all the attention. Man, yeah. they were yeah. so good. Yeah, but yeah, um, it's good. I just think that he. We'll wait and see how it goes once the regular season starts. I, we'll. I don't know what else. What are the different things you're looking for in this last preseason game? All the cuts happen after next week's game, to be clear. Um, who, was, who was the guy? Who's the linebacker that the Vikings signed that we had? Oh, yeah. Um, um, I can see his the face. Last one. Yeah, yeah. Um, give me a moment and, and tell me what you're, you're, you're thinking he was about really here. Good because I was going to say him and Clay, Clay Matthews. And uh, I'm trying to think because yeah, it was the 2010. What am I looking to see? What I'm looking to see for in the last preseason, because where else? Yeah, since. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was going with the 2010 Super Bowl. That was pretty good linebacking core. But anyways, um, I can't think of the other one. Um, can't think of one and a half of them. Um, so what I'm looking for in this last preseason game, like you said, uh, the safety play is one of them. Uh, I mean, I don't know what we're going to get. I, I, it, Desmond Bishop. By the way, What's Desmond that? Bishop is who we're talking about. Yeah. That's right. Oh, no, but it wasn't Desmond Bishop. He went down and it was Zombo. Zombo, yeah, Frank Zombo, Zombo is the had outside to, Zombo backer. Had, yeah. Zombo had to play down the stretch. Yep, and Eric drafted, Walden and rookie. Frank Zombo, yeah. Okay, Frank Zombo, who stepped up hard. Him and uh, um, the running back, forty-four, um, Stark. Stark. Yeah, yeah. They, the the heroes of the postseason because they stepped up and played like like heroes yep. down the stretch. Heroes. So not everybody wears a cape, John. Um, <laughs> okay. No, I just want I, I just want to see continued success from. Uh, love um I, I don't want him to if he goes out there and throws a clunker that might make me worry about him if he goes out there yeah. and throws a mediocre game i 
won't be so worried. But if he just goes out and just does another quick, efficient four for six for 96 yards and um, half a touchdown or gets him into field goal range and then he steps away, that's fine. Um, I do want to see um, if Myers can pull it together Yeah, at center, you know. Uh, and then... I mean, what else besides that? I mean, just continued good play by, I mean, that yeah. defensive line is super young too. You yes. know, like a little bit more, a little bit more from them. Okay. But. Yeah. I'm going to keep watching Carl Brooks and Colby Wooden as, I mean, they're backup guys. I want to see what they can do. I don't think a lot of the guys beyond that are going to do much though. I want to see what the safety position is going to look like. I think we're still with Owens Ford and Savage fighting it out. I think Levitt makes the team just because of his special teams ability, and they might keep one more. Either if Moore is okay, maybe him, but it might just be in his gains. Um, other than that, I want to see if any of the other outside backers does something. I'm still waiting for Lucas Van Ness to pop in any way. Uh, he's done some things, but not he's not finished yet. And so I want to kind of see what he does there because that should be a spot he can fill in quickly. And, yeah, continue to watch this offensive line. Like you said, Myers is a big one. I want to see something Royce Newman, uh, Sean Ryan, who essentially have no competition. They are the only two other guards, like true guards on this team. Uh, we'll see what they can do here, though. And then, yeah, that back end is, does Bo Melton ever get a chance to really push Torre? Because I have not seen enough of Bo Melton on the field to think he has a chance here. But that's kind of what I'm looking at as heading to this final game. Uh, which oh, should be interesting. I, I do I do have one more and yeah. it's, it's kind of it's kind of a weird one because I, I don't think it's gonna make too much traction, but um uh it just dawned on me. Uh Emmanuel Wilson at the running back position. You're right, yeah. That's a good point too. Uh, I guess we've kind of skipped over that one altogether because it's kind yeah. of sacked like uh he's getting I, third reps and he and Patrick Taylor basically split every other's <laughs> possession down the stretch. Well and you know and so, obviously, you're not going to get rid of Jones. You're not going to get rid of Dylan. No, but, you get one I more mean, spot. That even uh, even the coach brought up after the game that um, the flower brought up that, uh, <laughs> that 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 speed can't teach speed, kids. Like and Wilson on that 81 yard run against the Bengals was moving. Well. To be clear, he, he does not have particularly high-end speed. He's got good agility. He gets his acceleration is great. Yeah, um, the acceleration, which that's what you need as a back too. Like, you yeah, know, I mean, that's yeah. He's got he's got that, and I mean, I I don't know what else he's done on special teams. I know that it leads the league in preseason yards, which an eighty-yard <laughs> yard run will help you out with that. But I mean, yeah. he's got like one hundred and seventy-six yards or something like that. But he, uh, he showed good strength and good good vision yesterday playing more against twos than threes in the bit mm -hmm. that he had. And the Patriots again are a well coached defensive team. So yeah. I yeah. See that. I mean, I mean, that, that's guy that I think, uh, I mean, if he, if he, if he busts out another big one or if he has just a good game with just a couple of good, like 20 yard runs where he's got good downfield vision and stuff like that. And I don't know what he's doing on special teams, but, it's kind of that that's a story i mean i yeah. guess that's about it so i i for one i, I mean aj dylan i i'm in camp aj dylan and it's really hard to fire mr door county or whatever he's going by these days but uh <laughs> i i i don't know man like dylan's had some flashes but he's replaceable yeah that, he's, that not, he's not he's not travis henry everyone thought he'd be travis henry but he's not Derrick um, Henry, or Derrick Henry, yeah, sorry, yeah. it was Travis Henry. He was a different. Also, running a running back. back for the Titans back in the day. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, yeah. Uh, lots of legal problems, but uh, I. But then again, I mean, maybe we don't know because maybe we've never seen Adrian Dillon because Adrian Dillon hasn't been used as much as should have been during the Rogers years. Well, you know, I think we will Rogers, see a Rogers, lot of him this Rogers, year because Rogers was calling out a run plays to uh, um, huck a chuck downfield to Devonta yeah. Adams. So this is going to be a run heavy team, I think, even with getting. Yeah love his throws they are going to want to try to keep it consistent 
and give him the best shot to be successful here. So I think that that's what's going to happen. So, I mean, maybe and maybe that makes an argument into do they keep six running backs or six wide receivers or do they keep four running backs? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Goodson's I mean, if Goodson's you're another run, guy if we've if, liked who is not run heavy offense, If you're going to be a run-heavy offense and you go into the season with three running backs and somebody gets injured right off the bat, then you're going to be pivoting real quick. Yeah, that's a fair point. So. Yeah. All right, that's what we've got for the Packers this week. Seattle coming up. I'll actually be at that game with my folks and my daughter this uh, this weekend. Son um, of a gun. Yeah, it's going to be good. But we did have Brewers games. Are there tickets, are there tickets still available? I have no idea. You, you could go look, I'm sure. But you will have are to you see. talking? I'm going to look. Yeah. Uh, Brewers had uh, as good a week as what we could have had, hoped for, I guess. When we were talking about this last week, my goal was go two and four. This is a crazy stretch the Brewers just had. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not the craziest of of all stretches, but we're going to play three straight division leaders here, essentially, because Dodgers, three games in L.A. Uh, this is after they played three games in Chicago, get a day off, three games in L.A., and then three games against the Rangers down in Arlington. And that is sweep the White Sox, get swept by the Dodgers, sweep the Rangers. Uh, so that is... That is a just, just all or nothing team streak, like nineteen eighty seven sort of thing it's, it's going a on here. It's a hologram, John. That's yeah. what it is, <laughs> right? So yeah, the White Sox sweep that needed to happen. I was hoping they'd pull out the the Burns game at the end of the Dodgers one, and that was the one where they lose one nothing. Uh, Brewer scored three total runs in three games against the Dodgers, and then they score nine and six and six. Uh, they almost blew that game th- uh, Friday night against the Dodgers. They had a giant lead and then ended up needing a save. Technically, Saturday, no, I'm sorry, it was uh, the Sunday game ended in a save situation as well because it was 6-2 to two with two runners on and the tying run comes on deck. So there's a win situation. What a ridiculous thing that is, a 6-2 to two save to get one out, uh, which, which Devin Williams did on three pitches. So... I mean, that's good, but got a chance to give a bunch of different relievers some time off there because, they, I mean, they, they threw a lot of guys. Chafin, Chafin is the guy you put in if you are up by seven and you want to get a win save, uh, save situation. I'll tell you what, because he will give up six. Uh, that dude, I just don't understand uh, so consistently giving up giant innings, just big crooked innings. The last three times he's been out, it seems, he's he's given up the three or more it feels like maybe the one in the middle was only two but he has not been uh horribly useful and being out there in the bullpen as a guy who we're trying to hide isn't great because we can't constantly keep throwing the same three guys out there having wilson get out there and get some innings was great uh because you know it means uribe or Pagero is getting some time off um but yeah it was it was good to see the bats light up against the rangers that's a good team and they beat Scherzer for the second time on two different teams because they beat him when he was with the Mets earlier this season. So they went out against some good teams and, and did well there. They did terribly in L.A. That's going to be a bugaboo that's going to hurt them because I don't think they can beat the Dodgers, and I don't think they can beat the uh, Braves. The Dodgers, I think, have the better pitching. But the Braves are just, like, their nine-hitter has an OPS that would make him the best player on our team at this point. Well, maybe not Yelich, but he's he's up there. So that's going to be rough. And now the Brewers are going to play the Twins for a two-game set, but the, at least they'll be at home for that. So hopefully they can avenge the uh, the two-game loss that they had in uh, in the Twin Cities. Worst part about that is they really should have won the first one last time, and they just, they just didn't manage to. So this time now, uh, getting a win out of uh, Hauser was fantastic against the uh, the Rangers. We got uh, big games out of Woodruff and uh, Peralta. Peralta only got five and two-thirds, but had 11 strikeouts in that. Uh, Woodruff looking right up to form again. That's just fantastic. Uh, Brewers will be pitching Miley against uh, Ober for the Twins. So that that's pretty evenly matched sort of pitching matchup there. So that should be good. Hopefully we can get a good one there. And then we'll get to get Burns back out there against Maeda. Uh, and that's one the Brewers definitely ought to win. They, I mean, this depends on whether or not they're going to hit. So, I don't know. Your thoughts on – I'll give you this. 
Uh, I'll feed you this part, though. The schedule coming up after they get, and you're going to be at the game Tuesday, right? Oh, you mean tomorrow? Yes, yes. I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, sorry. I was trying to figure out if I could make it to the Packers game on Saturday. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. Uh, what was your question? Well, I'm going to lead you with this here because I wanted to give you this because you're going to be at the game starting tomorrow, and uh, I just wanted to tell you that the schedule is coming up here. So after you get through with the Twins, who are also a division leader, but you know, because they're the only winning record in the Central, they right. will get to play. It's, the worst, it's maybe the worst division in baseball. <laughs> in baseball history. Night, like, right now. The Twins continue to lose, but they seem to gain games because the, the Cleveland doesn't want to win. So Right. Uh, we'll get then three games at home against the Padres who we beat earlier this year and who mm-hmm. right now do have a losing record. And then three games in Chicago against the Cubs. That's one where the Brewers are going to get a chance to either pull away or have the Cubs follow them the rest <laughs> of the year. So that's that next week there after that. Your feelings on that week and what they got to do coming into that week. Uh, much better after the sweep over the Rangers. Uh, it didn't feel so hot after what happened in Los Angeles. That was kind of like that. Um uh, the big brother uh, beating down the little brother, like, oh, you thought you're so cute. <laughs> Come here, <laughs> bam! All right, all right, go back to go back home, and then uh, Texas, who's no joke this year, uh, no. took it to them on the road in Arlington. That so that kind of picked up my spirits about things. And like you said, it's the weirdest six and three West Coast road trip ever when you go three six three three three. I think the Rangers three, had won three, five two. straight uh, right. series coming into this, <laughs> and so. The Twins are okay right now. Um, burying them in a two-game series would make me feel good too. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they, even if they beat the Twins two games, or the Twins will still gain two games on Cleveland somehow. <laughs> I'm not sure how, but it'll happen. Like Something it's just it's so bad. Um, people are still in the Twin Cities asking whether or not they should have been sellers at the trade deadline even though they're up by 60. They might win the division with a losing record. Um, Padres, I will also be at a Padres game next weekend, too. Yeah, nice. So um, There's some juice I, there still. I think there's a lot of... There NLC. is. The, the, dad, yeah. the dads and the brewers do not like each other, that's for sure. <laughs> the so, dads, that's awesome. Especially, especially after the trade at the end of last year. Um, and that goes back a couple seasons. Uh, the Padres have been massively underwhelming this year. Um, yeah, last three average, years now. Yeah, they, yeah. They, well, they were supposed to be ever. They were they were supposed to be the darlings again this year with all the moves they made, and they kind of fly in the face of all that. You got to make the big moves to make it to the big ends, you know. And it's like, well, just look at the Padres. They've made all the big moves, you know. Yeah. They, uh, they went and got uh, what's his name from uh, the Nationals. Sorry. I'm having a brain fart right now. Oh, Soto, yeah, yeah, Juan Soto, and I that I I mean he's one of the top five players in baseball apparently, right? And that didn't work. So yeah, you know. basically the Padres and the Angels are two teams that just don't seem to understand how good they are. It's just, yeah, it and make they, they got they got Tatis Jr. Yeah, you know, like it's just like they've got so much talent, but they can't figure it out. Whereas the Brewers have no talent and a good manager. Um, so, but yeah, you're right. There's some juice in that one. So I'm going to be there for the Sunday game. I'm okay. looking forward to that. And we actually might try and pick up some tickets, cheap tickets for the Saturday night game too. Cool. Um, just for the heck of it and do a twofer, <laughs> um, you know, before the season ends. Right. And then, yeah. uh, um, Cubs one yeah. is interesting. Because the Cubs were dead in the water. You thought for sure they weren't going to go anywhere. But Only they've two got and a half Bellinger. back now. They've, yeah. got, they've, they've got high-end talent down there like they always do. And they've got enough high-end talent that they can make a run down the stretch here. So I would really like to see the Brewers kind of smack them around a little bit in that series. You know, at least get two, at least get two out of that one. Mm-hmm. I, I figure between the, between the eight games, the Brewers should probably go at least six and two on this one. Okay. I figure yeah. I figure sweep the twins and then two and one against both uh, both the other team because the Cubs it's at the Cubs right yes yeah so but it's a short road series they'll be nice and because maybe five and three maybe they drop one drop two to the Cubs but you know at least as long as they can hit them around the park a little bit so yeah 
I, then, I mean, in a dream scenario, they could lose both to the Twins, lose one of two to the Padres, and sweep the Cubs at home. That would be great. I'd take that. I'd take. I'd take that. I'd take that four and four. Right. <laughs> you know, like, but I mean, because honestly, you know, it's like it just. I, it it's just not. It's not fan based stuff either. It's just like. If you could smack around the Cubs a little bit, that'd be nice. But yeah, it'd be good for the division lead. So and send you into September on a good foot too. So yeah, September's gonna be interesting. Not to, I mean, we'll see where we are when September starts. But they'll have a, a home series against the Phillies, which should be tough. But then they'll play at the Pirates, at the Yankees, Yankees who have a losing record right now, but they're still the Yankees. Uh, then Marlins and Nationals at home, and then two series against the Cardinals and then Marlins in Miami and the Cubs at home again. Well, and that's, that's a lot not of a bad that's month. A, that's not a bad and month. It, and outside of the Yankees, <laughs> weird to say, like you talk about the twins, you talk about the Padres Cubs um, and everyone else you just mentioned there. Yeah. Phillies, um, Marlins, yeah. Everybody else they're they're kind of rounding this. Someone's going to get hot. Everyone, some team always gets hot in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always hope it's going to be your team. I hope the Brewers get hot. Mm-hmm. They're lined up to be the team that gets hot going into September. But I mean, do the Cubs get hot going into September? You know, do the Phillies get hot going into September? It's you don't know. You hope that your team doesn't run into that buzzsaw down the stretch, right? Especially, especially the Cubs because we have a couple series against Cubs in the next month. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's that'll be interesting. But oddly, we don't play Cincinnati anymore, nor have we in the last three weeks. No, we're, we've been done with them for a bit. So, yeah. All we're right. We were done with them in like mid July, right? Yeah. Like right after the All Star break, so we were weird. done with them. Yep. It's so, that's so weird. It's just like we don't play the the Packers, don't play the Vikings until week eight this year. Yeah. Start with the Bears, but yeah, we won't see the Vikings till later, which is just good. Vikings usually start off hot and then fade. So, <laughs> we'll see how they do. Once they really said they suck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, we'll just give you a quick just update on the Northwoods League just because I'm not going to delve into it. We spend a lot of time on other teams, but uh, Kenosha Kingfish still last. Still last in Great Lakes East. They're the only Wisconsin team out there. A bunch of Michigan teams beating them around. Great Lakes I West. I still think they should be called the Kenosha Kickers. Okay. Why don't we have a team called the Kenosha Kickers? I don't know. That sounds like a soccer you know, team. You know the reference, right? I'm not sure if I do. From but... Home Alone? Oh, Oh, okay, okay, okay. With yeah, John yeah. Candy, when they're in polka, the polka. You, you, never, you never heard of uh, the Kenosha Kickers? Polka, polka. <laughs> yeah. You need the okay. Kenosha Kickers. Come on. There we go. Yeah, yeah. We we're, were big in Sheboygan. Uh, we're big in Sheboygan. <laughs> uh, the Madison Mallards currently leading the second half series. This is the second half uh, leaders. Uh, Madison Mallards uh, lead the West, the Great Lakes West. Rockers right behind them, uh, three games back. So are the Wisconsin Rapids Rafters, Fond du Lac Dock Spiders, six and a half back. The Wausau Woodchucks, eight and a half back. Lakeshore Chinooks, Robin Young's team in last ten and a half back. Lacrosse Loggers, after not having a very good first half, uh, have bounced back. They are 27 and seven in the second half. They are four games clear of the Waterloo Bucks uh, and eight games clear of the Duluth Huskies. Uh, the Eau Claire Express are languishing down in fourth place, ten and a half back. And that is every team from Wisconsin in the uh, Northwoods League there, just kind of where they are, rounding out the second half. Uh, not much left here, and then they'll get a championship before everybody heads back off to school. So that's just a little bit of uh, additional Wisconsin sports here as we're getting ready for things. Uh, next week we'll also want to do a little bit of prep on Badgers football because we're next week will be what we call on uh, college football week zero of the college football season because there are games, but it's not week one. So Navy and Notre Dame are going to be playing in Dublin. And I'm guessing everyone's going to root for Notre Dame because they're the Irish. And then also outside of the U S the Navy is not everybody's favorite thing. (laughs) (laughs) In foreign places, the U S Navy is like, Hey, there's oh, the greatest boy. sign of American Imperials. So yeah, I don't know. Right. It'll be fun for them. Good for, for everybody to go and have a good time. Enjoy a free college trip to Ireland. You know, have a good time. The game last right. year was weird. 
because it was Nebraska and Northwestern. Hmm. Mm -hmm. By the way, the Kenosha Kickers were a polka band led by Gus Polinski. They rented a truck in Scranton and drove to Milwaukee via Chicago after their flight was canceled. Kate McAllister rode with them after she could not book a flight to Chicago. Uh, the Kenosha Kickers were very big in Sheboygan, according to uh, Gus Polinski. Apparently, they had gained a following in the air and had sold about 623 copies of their record. Excellent. And it was a record, too. Oh, not a, not a oh, CD, God. a record. An LP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Aaron, you have God, anything else? For God, he stole the show in that movie, didn't he? He did. So <laughs> yeah, just yeah, a random little part in there. And so Rip good. John Candy, man. God, oh, he yeah. was great. Uncle Buck. All right. Anything else you need to add here, Aaron, before we wrap up for this week? Not, not really. Go Jackets, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. We're so glad to have you with us from around Wisconsin, the U.S., and also around the world. Uh, remember to follow us. Uh, everything we said up front, we're on Twitter at uh, Pod at NotSoHumbleHost, and at Cheddar Talk. You can also find me on, uh, uh, well, on Blue Sky now at uh, J.E. Barnett at B. Sky. Why are you advertising that? I can't even see it. I don't have an invite. <laughs> I know it's not for you. If they're not on, if they're not on Blue Sky, they can't see you, John. Yeah, but they can try. It. If they are, they should come follow me. Also, you can follow me on Scotty Johnny Pod at Mastodon Social too. So many places to find us. So go check those out. Uh, and remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.